Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's try this again. Do, re, mi, fa, so. Better. 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 Still a bag of cats. But better. Better bag. Hello and you are very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion podcast. I am Jen and I still have sexy voice. Ish. Excuse me. Okay, I'm Carla. <laughs> right. What's that going for you, hon? Um, monotone always, so. <laughs> ah, no. I've had that said to me before. Monotone? Yeah. No, I think you're just, you, you've less fucks to give, I think. Yeah. That's definitely That's in the voice that's too That's a thing like. Yeah you can tell That's absolutely true yeah, yeah. Um, Welcome to this week's episode uh, A lot of feedback on the club and episode last week Thank Yeah you for that. You've loved it Yeah he's got a throne back there now He's fucking banging your head now How to be thrown back in the chair to the you loved it You loved it You loved it Yes loved it. Um, And don't forget that we are also on Patreon If you are listening on a device that you can see the description on It will be in there You can just click on the word Patreon And it will take you there for a 6 euro a month You will get 4 mini-sodes that go out on Monday So after the day after these episodes go out And you get a special guest episode as well So, you know we got a juicy one for this one. We got a juicy one, yeah. Mostly listening. get comedians on, don't we? Yeah, well, people of... Yeah. People of lol. People love a lol. But yeah. I think what we'll do is we'll start looking at some of our previous guests. We've had fucking... I'm sorry, we have a catalogue. We have bangers. Bangers. Yeah. Um, But we'll definitely revisit some of those for a main episode so you guys can get a little cheeky... Cheeky little listen. Cheeky listen. Without having to pay up. (laughs) (laughs) Give me your money. (laughs) Um, This episode, though, is sponsored by Nelson. (laughs) Um, Now we're talking about privilege, and I'm terrified. This Um, one in particular for me, I just... (laughs) Every time, everything that I looked up, right, like, whether it was a a personal, like, opinion piece, Mm. or it was a factual piece done by, like, a, a university or whatever... All of them say how sticky a subject it is. And I think we'll just, it will be the same as we do with a lot of these kind of more controversial, like, we're here to discuss the topic. Mm. You probably aren't going to learn too much from too white. Oh yeah, absolutely. We are fucking pigeonholed as they call them. Yeah, like, I I don't know, like two white women, you're not, it's not going to be... It's not going to be the most earthbending conversation you've ever... But I do think that we we definitely would, like, 
it's like obviously we'll t- we'll discuss it further on, but mm-hmm. um, like say for instance, I would consider you a lot more privileged than me. Um, yeah, in and we way, did, like, yeah, in ways like you know financially yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we do come from different backgrounds, backgrounds in yeah. that, yeah, that category. But again, we are too like we both of us have white privilege. Yeah, both of us have pretty privilege. Yeah, you know, I have skinny privilege. Yeah, that you know. Yeah. There's a lot of, and that's why I think it's like, I, what I found really interesting is because as you all know, I can't help but peek at some of the DMs. Mm. Um, And I thought it was really interesting, like the, a lot of people were talking about like resentment that they had and now that they're older, Mm. it's changed. And I found it really like intelligent and like emotionally intelligent with a lot of people being like, I thought privilege was, you know, a brand new car and fuming at this, that and the other. That's fortune. And there are big things. There are big things. and it was Big differences. And it was and it was like now, you know, once my dad got sick or this, that and the other, it was actually the privileges having a healthy life, having yeah. a roof over your head, all that other kind of stuff. So we wanted to delve into the topic, but again, just have to put it out there. Like this isn't prime time. <laughs> we say no, it time and time not. again. Yeah, because we, um, we get lynched for like talking about stuff that's kind of <laughs> like you know like if we say one word wrong like there, there would yeah. be a talk oh, yeah. about it you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but um so like i suppose at, at the top of the whole thing there are five well the, the five main types and then i suppose you have two categories of that um but the five main types of considered privilege mm-hmm. like worldwide mm-hmm. but this doesn't even include pre-privilege so like i mean it's it's very complex so <clears throat> i'm just gonna scatter out a few kind of sex i'm gonna spit some facts for y'all okay i thought you said sex and i was no, like sex. <laughs> sex no I, like, wow. I, I don't say sex i say sex oh yeah i forgot yeah and mm-hmm. um, so first one very big White privilege. Mm-hmm. Okay. So white privilege. In many comfri- countries, white privilege benefits white people mm-hmm. um, at the expense of people of colour. Lacking white privilege can include being directly typecast or treated differently, but it can also mean not seeing yourself catered for by the society that you live in. Yeah. While the existence of white privilege is ever present and noticeable to those who don't possess it, white people may not notice their advantages. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, a white person in the UK and the US does not need to search high and low to find products to suit their skin, like band-aids, tights or makeup, and will not know what it's like to turn on the TV to find that nobody looks like them and their family. Mm-hmm. So there's not enough, like there's no representation there. No or, diversity. No diversity. There's, I suppose, like, when I suppose when you think about the, the needs of, say, a person of colour, like, you know, the hair needs. Mm-hmm. You're not going to, find much in boots for no for type three type four yeah type three type four yeah Uh, you're not gonna find do rags easily like you're not gonna do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then the the type of um skin creams is like it's a different skin regimen it's a different skin type completely so you kind of need to search high and low if you are it's personal color yeah i think it's especially in ireland you know you will have places in america that are more diverse but not all no. Like some of the southern ca- um, southern counties. <laughs> Wexford. <laughs> some of the southern counties, you know, Cork and the like. Yeah. <laughs> Cork, West Massachusetts, no. Yeah. Um, some of the um, other states, some of the southern states, you know, it's been, it, it kind of gets talked about, anything along those lines. So there is, I, I, I read something because I kind of more focused on, you know, pretty privilege and a few other things because we've a lot to get through. Yeah, we do. We do. But I thought it was interesting about when they were speaking about diversity and inclusion and how important diversity and inclusion is. It's because 
if you think of the way that we treat things and we see things is so different to the way our parents to the way our grandparents and it kind of goes generational the only way to change to get actual diversity inclusion going is if everything slowly change like it's it's basically like a monumental task Mm. it's hard to do but we'll slowly get there yeah and things that weren't okay previously the more you see it the more it's kind of ingrained into your child's brain more that they have, you know, different races, different, mm. um, you know, different things that they're seeing online, different media, representation, yeah. all of that other stuff. That's how it gets. Do you think we'll see it in our lifetime? No. No, no I don't think so we at all. We talked about this in the racism episode, like, um, especially in art in places like Ireland where it's mm-hmm. still relatively new having people of colour being born here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because we were saying on a big point before and it was a, a big kind of like aha moment. It was like, even compared to the UK, if you see a 55-year-old black man with a London accent, you don't think twice. But if mm-hmm. you see a 55-year-old black man with a Dublin accent, it's like, what? Do you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, it, the difference is stark. Yeah. And I think it's it's one of those things. But I, I thought that we'll, we will get there. I don't think mm. in our lifetime. I think it's no. even, it's still some of, like, you know, some of the youth even, it's all to do with upbringing and your yeah. morals and values we'd be here all bleeding day I know I know um, the second one on here is religious privilege so religious privilege includes being able to find a place of worship near you and feeling a sense of connection between you your religious celebrations and a wider society for example automatically having a day off work for your religious holidays is a religious privilege Sunday yeah Sunday the and God's day Christmas we have off yeah Eid no we don't have off we don't have off no it's yeah it's something that not again but this has come from price privilege not some not something that i've ever thought of not something that i've ever had to worry about yeah. like i i and do you know what it is you do and you hear kind of things being said in um you know like from the older generation and stuff it's just kind of like oh yeah no the center's closed because like it's easter or whatever yeah and then it's like oh no but the garage isn't because the foreigners are walking in it's grand they don't celebrate it so it's fine you know, that sort of, like, you will always, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, it's not always people, like, of a different religion who work, like, people who, who are Catholics still yeah. work on Easter Sunday. It's mm-hmm. just not a thing. I don't think we are as a religious society as we were once were. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> thankfully, in my opinion. <laughs> I know. Um, but, like, that, it, you know, like, you, you do see it's kind of like... Um, when I was working in retail and you would say have Muslim people coming in and they would be asked are we are we would ask, they would ask us are we closed on um, Christmas Day if it was on like a Wednesday or whatever mm. and we'd kind of laugh at that we'd yeah. go, of course we're closed but of course like we're not thinking from their perspective and it's it's complete ignorance and it is the privilege uh, that we have of yeah. our, but at the same time if I was to go to a Muslim country where they celebrate Eid the same thing, it would be the reverse. So it's, I suppose, it kind of only um, well, it's, applies to people who have emigrated. Yeah, well, it's like Western kind yeah. of countries and all that other stuff. But again, yeah. it's more known, I suppose, there. But that's why even talking about it is can be uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I'm terrified of saying something wrong. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, but I think it's, I think it's, for, first of all, I don't know why so many listeners wanted us to do this. <laughs> 
I think it's because we've talked about it more like class systems and all that other kind yeah. of crack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's a really interesting subject. And as I said, there's plenty out there. Mm. But it can be, it's such a minefield. You just forget. Yeah. And that's obviously coming from a place of privilege as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, and I read a few articles and it was like, this girl was, she studies kind of um, social experiments and stuff like yeah. that. And she's often brought up, up privilege on purpose to people who she knew would get like kind of defensive about it you know, mm. that sort of way and she was like it's just it's the reaction from people she says I do it on purpose to people who I know would be very defensive over it and mm-hmm. stuff like that and she did say it's important to remember as well just because somebody has say white privilege like th- this whole topic doesn't mean oh you have white privilege so your life is fine mm-hmm. you have everybody has their struggles and everybody has their own privileges mm-hmm. do you know it's not like it's not supposed to be a divisive thing it's just like it shouldn't be a thing it shouldn't be a thing like what? I shouldn't get the like a fucking advantage over somebody um, like say going for a job if I went to a certain college do you but know what I mean I think that's where when um George Floyd and everything else like that happened there was a lot done on unconscious bias and how people are viewed and how it's drilled into us through the media and all Mm. that other kind of stuff so a lot of the times you're making judgments without actually thinking you're making judgments and yeah it can be look it's it's a minefield it's a minefield Uh, The next one up here is gender privilege. So Mm. gender privilege usually refers to male privilege. A set of privileges distributed to men on the base of their gender. Uh, In many cases, men are centred and catered for in career progression and pay and can be treated more respectfully and listened to in more everyday conversations. It might come as a surprise that a huge number of popular movies failed the Bechdel test, which measures whether a story, and this says in brackets, in books, movies or screenplays, includes at least two women who talk to each other about anything other than a man. That's what the test is. Fuck off. Yeah, there's an actual test for um, where two women like are basically talk, not talking yeah. about a man. Um, and then among the list of the all-time favourites were uh, Star Wars, The Social Network and The Lord of the Rings trilogy, where there's actually women talking to each other about something other than men. Wow, The Social Network's a great film. That's very good. I think this is really interesting because me and you have been on, we've talked about this a lot when I, I think we've talked about this a good bit in in other podcasts before where, you know, me and you would be seen because we're two women Mm -hmm. and because we do a podcast, we're pitted against each other. Yeah. And there's narratives that are created Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely insane. That would never happen to the two Johnnies. Never happened to the two Johnnies and I see that Darren Conway and Joseph McGuckin are starting a podcast mm-hmm. together, which I'm delighted. I was going to say to remember we were saying, go on. He was like, do you fucking podcast? Oh, don't fucking not. Tell you, we manifest. We manifest yeah. over on Patreon. Yeah. We had Darren on Patreon. We manifest a lot of shit for a lot of people. <laughs> Look at Michael Fry. I know. <laughs> we're like pumped uh, and busy 2021. Yeah. <laughs> um, fucking, no, they're starting a podcast and I was like, they will knock a half the amount of shit. No, God, no. Absolutely not. God, no. No, no, no. Um, and that's not... This is the thing. It's not their fault. No, no, no. It's, it's just a privilege that they have, but they're not even aware of it. That's what I mean. No, at the same time, I was surprised. And now it's different... Um, I suppose it's different streams and stuff because I, like, I'm friends with Darren and I have said, like, well, you know, what's been the reaction? Um, because he's gone off the 
the chart like he's gone off the the scene for a while and he's gone missing and stuff like that just down to personal reasons and stuff and I was like how are you getting on like you know because obviously you've just fucking blown up Mm. and he was like not too bad he says but with the sponsorships and stuff like that he said and it's mainly Twitter that's where I've been called a sellout and that's it's it's you're, it's never going to be good. I was only having this conversation earlier about something totally different, but it's it's you're never going to please everyone. You're just never going to no, have not, the audience just, of everyone. I just thought it was interesting though because I would never get shit on Twitter. Oh my god! I I've only recently people have started getting on yeah, me on Twitter, I only, which I find fucking absolute comedy. But like whatever. Yeah, because Twitter is so easy, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's like usually low Instagram blows. with me. Um, in fairness but you're not really as active on Twitter as maybe no I'm not and I, in fairness I don't get that much shit on my own stuff like it, I'd be called boring do you know what I mean because I'm just like I mean the last year because yeah but I mean listen the last year has been a fucking roller coaster no, for me from, like, you, you know don't know me hon I know but I'm also like you know where to find me it's on the fucking podcast yeah, so if you want to know about me live I'm here like I haven't taken a break from this like yeah. I'm still here I'm still here um, good and, woman too by the way Thanks. You have had a roller coaster. Been through. <laughs> You've been through a lot. Thanks, hon. Well yeah. done, you. See, I am consistent in some bits. Um, heterosexual privilege. Oh yeah, this straight is privilege. A huge one. Now, I, I would be very aware of this one. Yeah, I, yeah. This is something that I think about. Uh, straight privilege described the um described the advantages favorably granted to mm. someone because of their hetero- heterosexual orientation. Processing this privilege means never having to worry about quote unquote coming out feeling unsafe when holding hands with your significant other in public or censoring yourself around people uh, around different groups and find your orientation that find your orientation uncomfortable or wrong straight privilege also means seeing your romantic um, and family aspirations represented in films music everyday conversations and even Valentine's Day cards yeah Um, and then like your that's not even mentioning the laws around surrogacy, same-sex marriage, same-sex, like, adoption, all that mm. kind of thing as well. Like, that's just not something that a heterosexual, unless if they're having fertility issues, have to even think about. Mm-hmm. Like, if you are lucky enough to... And that's even a privilege in itself, being fertile. Oh, yeah. Do you know? So, like, that's... It's just something that you don't kind of... You don't have to worry about at all. Whereas, if you think about a same-sex couple... The, uh, and that want to have kids and that want to get married and say like a country in say like a country like Hungary who just fucking banned same sex marriages last year I know or was it this year I can't even remember because the, the years feel like fucking decades now but um, Hungary recently did that do you know yeah I know and I I think you said it yourself it's one that obviously I'm aware of privilege yeah a lot but that one in particular and I learned, and this is where it comes, this is where education is really important because I learned, I was lucky enough that I worked in Lush, which was a very inclusive company. Mm-hmm. And I was 21, 22. And we had a lot of members of staff were part of the LGBTQIA society, or society, association. <laughs> Community. Community Association Society. Hello, guys. How are you? Invite me. To gays. To gays. I like saying that on Pride Day. I was like, ah... Happy gay birthday. Oh. <laughs> they know I'm messing. <laughs> they, they love me. Yeah, um, we, we, we but, a big gay fan base. Yeah, we do. And it's, it's fucking dead oh, on. Fantastic. Because, yeah. like... Anyway, getting back yeah. to... <laughs> I was like, I'm Let's basically not around. I'm trying to... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're amazing. <laughs> but uh, 
we I was lucky enough to go to a talk and it was talking about it was the marriage referendum when we were doing a fundraiser for it mm. and we had a speaker in and it was explaining you know the difference between civil union and marriage mm. and there was like 160 something differences but they were like let's just talk about the main ones like no rights if your spouse passes away like mm. adoption issues all of the like these huge and I was like oh my god but that's and then since then that's been ingrained in me yeah and I've been able to have that conversation when you know when the marriage ref came up and when people were talking about it afterwards I've been able to be like actually well there's yeah you're not it's not the same civil union isn't the same and kind of have that conversation and it was it's those things that if we are a little bit more cautious and careful and continue to include this that's why like even with sex education are we talking about your normal man Um, and woman are we talking like yeah like there's so much more to it are we talking about you know when we're doing when we're going down to the bare bones of the education like we it has to be inclusive yeah otherwise how the fuck that's true is is anything going to change and that's why i'll I'll find the quote but i thought it was it was like everything's gonna have to change we'll get there but it's just gonna take a very long time i never even thought about sex education yeah sure they won't even talk about a bloody they won't even talk about they literally just talk about reproduction yeah that's in the bare bones of it yeah so not even about like like the the feelings that you get while you're, you know, while you're not even it. about fucking anything, not even about STIs, not even about no. like the correct information about. I think they do about STIs uh, it's very, these days. It's brief, yeah, these days. But again, it's very brief, and then it's like that. That's where you'd be here all day. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, we should really get a teacher on. <laughs> you know, I know. The curriculum yeah. I've, I've had that down on our list for ages, but the problem is we have so many cool ideas. It's just very difficult finding the right people for them. Yes, that's true. Because I'd love yeah. to talk about, I've said this for how many episodes, if you've been here for a while, you'd be like, shut up. I, I, sex education and skills, to me, I'm like, it's so wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's so fucking wrong. I know somebody, I'll ask her, but um, she... Like she has a different name on social media and stuff because she'd be quite private about her students mm. not finding out mm. anything much about her. But I'll ask her. Um, then the last one that I have here is socio-economic privilege. So socio-economic privilege is a complex concept because it looks a very uh, looks very different for everyone. Well, um, some people it means being able to afford luxury goods. To other, it means being able to afford to go to university or to simply have a roof over your head and a place to sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Having socio-economic privilege doesn't necessarily mean being rich, but it means having enough resources Sources. to be able to make mm-hmm. on uh, to be able to take on the opportunities that your life has given you, such as unpaid internships or after school tutoring job, little privileges that you can uh, can give you a head start in the job market. Mm-hmm. So like being able to work for free, basically. Yeah. Um, so what's the bottom line? Most of us are privileged in at least one way. That doesn't mean that we didn't work hard or that we didn't um, experience any other hardships in life. Privilege can be hard to admit, even harder to talk about, but it is important to understand that one's own privilege so that we can give a voice to those who are less privileged and in fairness like there's good examples here on how you can use your privilege mm-hmm. but not be too because some people like when you do you do i have often seen um arguments online about you know like say somebody who is white cis like standing up for a person of color who is gay and they're like they're going fucking ham mm-hmm. at it and then other people are like mind your business you know what I mean like mm-hmm. what are you doing this has nothing got to do with you and all that sort of way and it's kind of like 
it nearly discredits what the person is trying to do. Mm. But it's like, it's a good thing to like, keep it calm. Let them know that actually, I'm just letting you know that this is, you know, this, I'm just educating you on this thing. And this is why you shouldn't have said what you said mm-hmm. or acted the way you acted or whatever. Using your privilege to be heard because... Like, if somebody who has less privilege is trying to explain something, they're not going to be heard. Mm-hmm. Whereas if somebody... Do you know what I mean? I'll, I'll get into it with the, the examples. Um, so, like, in order to use your own privilege for good and be a good ally, you have to be aware, listen, and speak up. Focus on equity. That's the main thing. Focus on equity instead of equality so that everyone is given what they need to be successful. Because, like... <clears throat> So I, I, I can't explain it in a proper way, but I'll show you in the examples. And there's, there's a little diagram here, right? So you have on the left-hand side, you have a fella who's financially comes from a privileged family. Uh, he's sitting there, he's in his uh, little room and he's just, his parents are paying for uni. On the right-hand side, you have a girl who's working in a kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's double jobbing it just to pay her school bills and she's still in debt. Then a line down, he, you see the fella is going... Um, Oh, no, the, the fella's dad is like, uh, oh, sure, I have a friend in there. I'll put a good word in. We'll get you a job, whatever. Like, this is who I know. And then your man is saying, thanks, dad. In on the other hand, the girl is by her dad's bedside. And the dad is saying, you shouldn't be finishing your studies not for just for looking after me. And then the girl is like, no, no, I need to look after you. You're my dad. I'm the only person that you have. And then on the last one, you have, yep, your loan's approved. Congratulations. This is to the young fella who, you know, like has always had the privilege and then at the end of it uh with the girl it says look you just have to we we can't help you you'll have to go for like another finance option or whatever but it's where they started all the privilege that they have builds and builds and builds and builds Mm -hmm. so your actual outcome ends up being affected yeah do you know what I mean? Whereas yeah. if somebody had with privilege had have helped that girl out at one stage, she could have had, had the upper hand mm-hmm. in some part of her life. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, and I think... <clears throat> I think this one is the one that most people kind of know about, and this is the one that most people wrote in about with our listener um, story. So maybe we'll touch a lot more on it later because in Ireland... <laughs> mm. Wealth and privilege seem to be on the same line. Yeah. And that's what people... That when you first think about it, that's what people think about. They're like, oh yeah, well... But what's difficult about it, and I found this before from, you know, watching other people talk about it and talking about it myself, is sometimes you can't even have the discussion... You can have the discussion coming from an area and being like, you know, this is what happened. And automatically people are like, you're bragging. Oh yeah, you're boasting. Oh my god, she won't ever shut the. It's like I'm going for a walk. Will she ever shut the fuck up about going for a walk? It's yeah. like oh, I got a new car. Would she ever shut the fuck up about getting a new car? Yeah, it's just like a constant drip. Mm. It's like you can't say anything, which stops and avoids the conversation that we kind of need to be having. Yeah, yeah, you that know. It's yeah. like such a stop. It's such a cop out almost, mm-hmm. and that's why it's like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. And it's such a tricky subject to try and even learn about. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you have... And that's what I thought... Like, that's what I thought was really interesting about some people's perceptions of it. Because it's it's so emotionally intelligent to be able to go, right, let me look at this Yeah. in a different kind of aspect. Let me look at, the, look at this from a different way. Change your perspective. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and I suppose when you do kind of know about the difference between privilege and, and fortune, mm-hmm. that's that's a completely like because that that was one of the things with me when I um I was going through my spiritual journey there last year. I started oh, last year. Mm, about year in, about year in. How you feel? Grant, yeah, fully there yet. I don't no. think like, you could be no. on a spiritual journey, yeah. journey for twenty years, Carly. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I did see, like, notice in myself, say, right, I'm driving down the road and I'm in my Toyota Aris. You know, it's banged up like it's it's a shit box. I and love your car. It's grand. Like it gets me from A to B. I wouldn't it's just change so it. You, yes, <laughs> I wouldn't change you. it. I could never see you. Yeah, in like. Anything bigger? Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I couldn't see you in, like, a, pass, a Passat. A Passat. A yeah. Do you know? Like, I'm a hatchback kind of gal. You are. I'd like a Jeep. I don't know. I can see you in a baby Jeep. Not a baby, like a four by like a Rav, almost. Yeah. Like a little dinky. Yeah. But not, like... Yeah, I know. See you in my car. Yeah, I'd like, yeah. like an LT yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, right, so I was... Like, before I kind of started broadening my horizons or looking at things from a different perspective, if I'd have been driving down the M50 and I was cut up by, an like, a brand new Audi, like, full spec, <laughs> proper tinted windows, like, fucking thing cost a fortune, I would have been like, you snobby cunt. I'd be like, you think you're yeah, bad? Look at this, say, yeah, you fucking rich bastard and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Now... There are differences. If that was some little fuck who didn't work for his money and he has the privilege of just like inheritance or whatever, and he like he 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 didn't do anything to be in that position. It was just given to him mm-hmm. because of who he is. That's what privilege is. Mm-hmm. Um. Then all right, fair enough. Like you kind of like your smart remark or whatever. That's grand. Somebody's fucking earned, like, th- like worked fucking hard to earn that money. And they're being successful. Like, you do the exact same thing. Fair fucking play to them. Fair fucking play. Yeah, they shouldn't be cutting you up. Do you know what I mean? But, like, sometimes you do, you'd hear, like, a car just revving down the road and you might look at it and see it's a really expensive car and you'd be like, you fucking arsehole. Mm. Do you know? But, like, that's where I started changing my mindset. I was just like, fair play to them. Yeah. Buy the car. Like, earn the money to yeah. buy the car. Do you know what I'm saying? Go, you buy that car, but also, yeah. stop dangerous drive. Yeah, don't be dangerous drive. Don't be cutting me up. Yeah. Do you know, that was just an example. I wasn't cut up by a very high spec audience. <laughs> <laughs> I would like that. I would like the opportunity to be cut up by a high spec. I was listening to the radio yesterday morning and they were talking about, um, this is off topic now, but I just thought it was funny. There's one of the lads on the Strawberry Alarm Clock knows of a courier who has a golf ball at the end of it, like an elastic string. And if somebody like pisses him off in front of him, he gets, he, like he's very good at, you know, lassoing the thing. Yeah. And he... <laughs> So he lassoes the ball and he dinks the top of their car. So the top of their car gets a dint in it and the ball comes straight back to him. So they're after getting a dint on their roof and they don't know where it came from and they can't see it happening. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's epic. That, That's epic. Isn't it brilliant? I'd fucking hate it. I could just that. imagine a DPD driver doing that now. Ah, uh, no, not my Gary. Ah, uh, Justin would do it. No. He <laughs> definitely would. No, my Gary is way too nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd definitely see Justin or Keith doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I've got oh, Tony had fucking no Tony just crashed into them. <laughs> no, not my Gary. No yeah. way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just thought that was that was funny. But anyway, back to the yeah. So just like as far as changing your perspective and stuff like that is mm-hmm. a big thing when it comes to to privilege, and it's not a lot can be begrudgery as well. 
Yeah. We've talked about that before. Like, if somebody thinks that they're well capable of being successful doing what you're doing, but they haven't done it, they Actually, will begrudge it for it. Let's do a whole episode on Irish begrudgery. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Um, so, I have an, a checklist here, right? Mm-hmm. So, to checklist your privilege. Accept that not everyone can do the same things as easily with the same confidence as you. Right? Yeah. Uh, think about your blind spots. Some people have worries and have never been personally burdened with, so haven't thought about, okay, hmm? sorry, that doesn't make sense. Some people have worries you have, you have never been personally burdened with, so uh. um, so haven't thought about them. So like, um, what sort of things might the, these might be? So like, if you're having a really, you're struggling with something and somebody doesn't seem to understand, yeah. you need to recognise that it's like, it's probably a very forceful problem to them. Do you know what I mean? Um, don't lose heart and worry. You will never understand. You absolutely can build empathy and learn about other different experiences. Uh, remember these blind spots when being an ally. Allow others to take the lead on telling those stories and challenge any assumptions you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you can't predict them all. Let's have a conversation. Uh, let's have a com. Let a conversation partner point out where you are privileged without feeling like you have failed at being an ally. You just learned something and broadened your world. Um, that you know, like you've mm-hmm. like let them educate you basically. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> ban yourself from giving frustrating advice like why can't you just, you know, yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's useless unless you're clearly inquiring about the exact difficulties they face. Um, and a top example of frustrating advice is a male mentor telling their female member, so mansplaining, mm-hmm. basically, uh, just be more assertive and get what they want in the workplace, forgetting how women are penalised for doing just that. Do you know? All of the time. All of the time. Oh, all of the time. Yeah. Please, under, uh, you know, understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't abuse it. So this is how, like, you can take it a bit too far, which is what I was talking about, like, when people start fighting battles that aren't theirs and it can nearly be discredited uh, so allyship might be sounding uh, might be sounding very heroic and uh, mag not, I don't know what that word is so far but there's a dark side since fighting for, for, ju- for justice is so important and so interesting many people who want to act as allies actually overstep and do so for social gain mm-hmm. uh, performative allies act with self-interest such as wanting to be rewarded for being compassionate progressive and or intellectual uh, in other instances badly behaved allies absorb the negative emotions of a situation or become guilty and grow visibly upset angry or outspoken the social gain here is that they have become the center of attention like yeah. Uh, making a com- making a conversation that should be about other people's issues that is about you that's known as centering yourself so you know avoid that mm-hmm. uh, don't talk for too long say enough get the point across uh, tee somebody up else and like let their pass the mic basically mm-hmm. um, be humble if you do receive a compliment about your allyship be positive and say it's it's the least you could do we're all still learning and if you feel yourself getting upset quite easily excuse yourself if um someone rushes to comfort you tell them that it's not important that's not what's important and that everyone should be focusing on what's actually important so that's how to kind of use your privilege mm-hmm. in a situation or to try and you know teach others now there are examples like uh, i don't want to be going on too much but like a teammate like here's, here's an example 
So here's the situation. A team may casually dead names a transgender colleague. Mm-hmm. So basically they used the name that he used before transitioning in conversation. You correct them and they retort, I forgot, okay. Why are you making a big deal about it? You know what I meant. What happened to free speech? The fucking age old saying, what happened to free speech? It's not free speech. It's not <laughs> fucking yeah. geek. <laughs> So you have to identify the oppressed group's obstacle. So dead naming um, invalidates trans transgender person person identity. This is written awfully uh, by calling their identity into question. So using someone's chosen name seems to only become a problem in a tra- transgender context. Like mm-hmm. you would never, you know, most of us have no problem when somebody changes their name, like when they get married or whatever. Kind yeah, of but what I, I I will say though, it can be tricky. The pronouns can be tricky. No, not that the pronouns are fine. It's um, what what I have found tricky previously is, like say for instance, I know um a girl and she, she went by her normal name, mm-hmm. and then she went by an Irish version of her name. She like decided she wanted to go by the Irish version of her name. Okay, it took ages. Yeah, to get it into my brain. It took a like it took so even now mm-hmm. it's still like it still takes a very long time to get it into my brain. Yeah, yeah like even now I'm like oh no, what? you can see and it's mm-hmm. just it's working on your being very careful. Yeah, and it's I mean? like it's when you're so familiar with with something it can be like not that that's yeah. an excuse but it can be tricky sometimes. It can be tricky, but it's that's what yeah. needs to be worked on. That's yeah. what the consideration. Like, that's what needs to be mm-hmm. taken into consideration. Uh, and then you need to identify your privilege. You can speak up about this issue and not seem emotional or self-serving. Your personal detachment means you can educate your colleague without having to set aside your pain to explain. So gently point... How, this is how to use your privilege. Gently point out um, how ludicrous that comment is. Explain that you don't want to alienate your transgender colleague by not using the name that they live by, like non-transgender folk do without question. Mm-hmm you know um, and then the equitable outcome this is what I was talking about you're looking for ec- like equity instead of equality mm-hmm. uh, the equitable outcome is that an agreement to only use the chosen name so that everyone is referred to with a name that they identify with this balances the advantages slash disadvantages of being born with a name you identify with while others are not you know so like that's the it, it's more so the, the it's the equity that you're trying to like get, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then another situation was you're a white woman collaborating on a, pre- rep- a presentation for International Women's Day. Two of your white female colleagues are tone policing a black female colleague. Uh, they say that her suggested contribution to the presentation is too aggressive and it doesn't fit the style they were going for. So, what to do is to identify the oppressed group's obstacle. White feminism is a label for a enactment of feminism that puts white women at the centre. It minimises women of colour's issues and lets white women dictate the status quo in movement in a movement that should be for all women. Do you know, like, if you're doing something on feminism, like, it has to be for all women. Yeah. Do you know that kind of way? You can't, like, just say, you know. Uh, so identify your privilege. As a white woman, you notice that your perspective will be readily included. So this is where it's like, you know, the woman of colour, if she had a problem with it, they're probably just going to talk her down and be like, you're being unreasonable. Whereas if a white woman comes over and says, no, you're wrong, they're more than likely going to listen to her. Mm-hmm. Um, so the equitable, equitable outcome, the whole group can meaning, meaningfully learn 
uh, from one another and take a step forward in practicing credible inclusive feminism hopefully the presentation in question will be more representative and powerful great yeah and i will link there's also an essay from a, girl, a woman, woman called um peggy mcintosh and it's called unpacking the invisible knapsack it's a brilliant read and i'm going to link in the description if you're on a device that you can click links on yeah, voice. Inclusive of the devices. Inclusive of the devices. If you're mm-hmm. listening on a speaker, I'm sorry, you're, you're at a big disadvantage with this podcast because mm-hmm. you don't even get to hear our ads. <laughs> <laughs> Which are really good. Yeah, they're so good. They, 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 uh, they talk about other people's podcasts. Anyway, um, what we what did you want to say about Pretty Privilege? Because I know you... I think we're going to... I think I'd rather go through some of our listener comments and then we'll kind of end up discussing it naturally cool right Mm -hmm. we will be back after this millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option i never really was a salad guy that's just not who i am but noom worked for me Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So, yeah, we are going to dive on in to, so I kind of put up a question box and I said, you know, tell me about your experiences with privilege. Is there something that you've noticed over the years? Is there unlearning behaviors is something that we have on our list to, to do a separate podcast on because that's very tough. But, you know, is there something that you've realised over the years or maybe that, you know, your kind of family taught you that you don't really resonate with anymore? Um, and we had a great response. People yes. are really, really into this topic. Mm-hmm. And so they should be. It's absolutely crazy. Um, so I'm going to start off with the first message that we have here so skinny privilege people always rag on fat people for being unhealthy yet applaud me when i eat a tub of ice cream to myself yeah there you go um she's talking about her own privilege obviously yeah yeah oh, uh, I, no i've a lot of experience yeah. with skinny privilege yeah oh fuck yeah you eat like do you remember that photo that went around social media for a while it was like a really slim model mm. eating like a huge slice of pizza oh she never a, eats it though a thing of wine it was like this huge yeah. thing of wine and there was like ice cream there as well yeah and it was like the comments and it was like oh my god i need this oh my god deserved blah blah blah, blah me on friday and then it was like a larger girl yeah some like a fat person doing the same yeah and all the comments were like maybe she should stay off the pizza watch out with that amount of wine the amount of calories that are in it Jesus she's so unhealthy and I'm like oh do we have to go back to the fact that if we all ate the same diet we'd still have same, the different bodies do we yeah. still have to talk about that um, but there you go yeah I like people are very against skinny privilege though I find I get attacked for like um, I think people like. I think it's I think it's I think it's a minefield uh, yeah it is yeah I think it, it can be difficult look we'll 
I don't think we're there yet. No. And it's, we're still here with it. We, we did a body positivity. Mm. We've done two of those now. Yeah. Yeah. I was, well, I was, I remember being asked to take part in a campaign that was, um, got to do with your body after having a baby. And it was like to post, it was kind of a tag to post your body after having a baby. And I bet, like, I, I hate the, the fucking phrase, but I bounced back. Mm-hmm. I barely have a scar to show for my section. Yeah. I just healed very, very well. And yeah. I didn't get any scratch marks. And I was like, no thanks, not going to do that because I... Would what would that do for anyone? <laughs> what would that do for anybody who, like, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Now, I suppose it's, like, a part of that would have been to be like, yeah, all bodies are different. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's not helping the woman whose body has just been fucking transformed by the baby. That Like, the fucking miracle that she is just... Performed, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not helping her. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And I constantly get messages going, Jesus, what did you do after you had Bobby? Like, what, what sort of uh, diet are you on? What sort of training regime? And I'm like, feel bad to say it, I have done nothing. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, look. But then I'm. Then it's like, like the way I used to be with the pe- the fella in the yardy, fucking bitch. Yeah, do you know what I mean. Yeah. So you do like it's. Yeah, you're like. She's on Slimmerson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, do you know what I mean? So it's just kind of, oh, I don't know. But it's not, it's actually not a good thing. It's nearly a fucking negative thing having pretty, or skinny privilege sometimes. Well, it depends on the type of person you're around. I think that depends on, like, that can be difficult. You just said there that you're like, it's not a privilege, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, from a fat person. <laughs> yeah, I know. It. Oh, no, yeah. it is. It is. I yeah. don't, I don't train. I don't work out. Yeah. I eat what the fuck I want. No, and but I, I stay the same way. Yeah, I think it, it's more this. It, it it borders on this whole. It borders on a tricky topic where. People feel like they're being skinny shamed, and it's the same as being fat shamed. Yeah. And it's just not the same thing. It's not the same thing. No, yeah. but as well, you do need to remember privilege. De- the fucking sheer definition of privilege is people having certain advantages. And it's completely out of their control. So please don't fucking rape them for it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then there, there's me being a hypocrite because I would rip a fucker that did nothing for his Audi. That, yeah. You know what I mean? I suppose, yeah. Jen's that, gone back to that Audi. She's fuming about that well, Audi. Well, Fictional yeah, Audi. inherited the Audi. Yeah, so I suppose I'm actually being a hypocrite there. So I'm calling myself out. <laughs> but like, I... Do you know when like, somebody would t- call me a skinny bitch? Mm-hmm. Sounds like skinny shaming, but at the same time, it's just like, no, it's out of my control. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm sorry. It's di- Do you know what I find? It's so difficult to, like, respond to, you know, stuff where you're like, yeah, I acknowledge it. Like, what to say? Do you know? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, uh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how do I, like, how do I use my, how would, how would one... How do I call somebody out on that? Do you know what I mean? Um, on what? Like calling me a skinny bitch. Do you know what I mean? How how do I call somebody out on that? I can't... You know I, what I mean? I would just look like an arsehole doing it. Yeah, well, I think it depends. I don't think that that's part of the... I don't think that's part of the problem because that's not... It, it depends on your circumstances. Mm. Yeah. So... person shouldn't be calling anybody... Like, comment on anybody's anyway. comment on people's anyway. looks. <laughs> yeah. Just stop that and you'll avoid it. Be grand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I've one here, growing up in Cabra and not having a stereotypical accent of somebody from the north side Dublin, people were always quite shocked to know where I came from. I didn't know it would benefit me until I saw other people having a hard time, of course, getting jobs, etc. The usual that comes with having a working class family in a disadvantaged area too, seeing people worse off and bettered off than you teaching then you teaching you about privilege early on. Not just financial though, connections, ectic, working for people to get them jobs in a gar club or a local shop rather than equal opportunities. Mm. Someone once told me the phrase, the Irish symbol is a harp because we're always pulling strings and it's dead on. Oh my God, it is. That's what you always hear. It's not fucking gas. Or the age old saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's who you know. I do truly believe that though. Absolutely. Yeah. My life is an example. That's how I got my new job. Seriously, it really is. Um, we've some responses in the box here. So um, this girl said, pretty privilege is real. I glowed up and now everyone listens when I talk. And are friendlier. Yeah, look, I mean, pretty privilege is something that... And it, it's funny as well because when, you, when we started this episode, you were like, we both have pretty privilege. And I'm like, yeah, to an extent. <laughs> I mean when we're made up like I'm not but then even so I'm way. like but even when I'm not made up like somebody would be looking at me being like oh I wish I looked like her do you know what I mean and I'd yeah. be looking like at another person being like I wish I looked like you you know in that kind of way and it just mm-hmm. it really is it's difficult to kind of talk about but it's all down to opinion as well isn't it I think it kind of it had it had its time on, on TikTok because Everybody was like, tell me, tell me you've pretty privileged without telling me that you've pretty privileged. Okay. And I was like, you know, and people would just put up a photo of them and everyone would be like, yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> yes. I always see those um, stuff coming up on my for, for You page and it's like, if you're seeing this, please interact because I've done two versions of this video. One without makeup and one with makeup. And I mm. want to know which one TikTok puts out the most. There you go. And it's usually the one. No, actually, I think people purposely kind of interact with the one with no makeup just mm. to like fucking fuck up the algorithm yeah because I always go onto their page to see which one got more interactions mm. obviously the one without makeup so but in fairness these girls are not ugly without makeup like they're not <laughs> so pretty privilege what is pretty privilege it's the idea that being considered more attractive will mean you receive more opportunities and more quote unquote social goods than if you're considered unattractive mm. so who benefits from it in western culture the beauty standard leans towards these ideals white mm. thin young cisgender able-bodied so the more you conform to these ideals the more likely you are to benefit from them somebody asks is it a real thing while pretty privilege is not as threatening as race or gender hierarchies it's still entrenched in those biases and have real world consequences so here's an example discrimination overweight individuals are seen as lazy and are thus passed over for promotions and jobs how can we combat it yeah how can we combat it skills and workplaces should do more to discourage discrimination based on appearance so if you see someone like if you see kids being like, you're chubby or whatever, just mm. stop it and be mm. like, no. Yeah. Um, the media needs to offer more diverse and natural images of beauty and to stop promoting deceptive appearance related adverts. Absolutely. So we saw the skims with the finger. Whoom. Yes. <laughs> Good old Kim Kardashian's long finger. Um, and then when leaders like Donald Trump demean the appearance of their rivals, we should make our outrage felt. Absolutely. So basically make your outrage felt all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's just, like you said, it's just, it's a massive task, isn't it? Yeah, it's so hard. To because, even... like, if I was to speak out every time mm-hmm. I felt somebody was, like, fo- like doing that against somebody mm-hmm. else, I just mm-hmm. would constantly look like I'm fucking moaning. Yeah, I know. You know? And that, but then there you go. It's like the appearance with a man constantly feel like he's moaning. Mm, yeah, that's the truth. 
uh, my neck. This one uh, sticks straight into that uh, pretty privilege. Men, including my boss, are nicer to me when I do and do things for me when I do my makeup. Upside down emoji face. Yeah, not good. Not. It's just inter- It's just mad to think about, it, isn't it? You're like, oh, mm. okay. Yeah. Um, someone here saying, "Oh, this is such an interesting topic." I found growing up, I always saw myself as not being privileged. Like to me, when I was younger, if somebody had a family car, they were well off, you know. Mm. Or if they had an ensuite that in their house, they were loaded. Yeah. I'm older now, and I realise we were actually grand as children. But I harboured so much resentment for so long towards people who I thought were privileged. Which is so stupid because like it's no one else's fault that my family didn't have money. Like one of my friends was shocked that I had a medical card because she thought it was for quote unquote poor people. And I was hurt by that for like a good year. Yeah. Or when I moved abroad, one of my D4 friends realised I had a grant. And when he asked about our household income, he simply refused to believe that anybody could live a life off that as a family. He was sure that that was per person, the salary amount. So like I always think there's a certain amount of ignorance that comes with being a member of a certain class. Yeah. Especially towards the lives of people who are members of another class. Like I've also been guilty of it 100%. Yeah. I think that's really nice and self-reflective. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It is, because, like, she wouldn't see herself as um, poor. And, like, she would look at somebody else Mm -hmm. and think, like, oh, they're poor. Do you know what I mean? And, like, whereas somebody like that had the the ensuite and had the the family. The ensuite. Looked at her. The ensuite. Ah, bless you. (laughs) You know? (laughs) The ensuite just cracks me up. Um, So, I've couple of partners here in the box uh, a pet peeve of mine is that people who don't acknowledge their privilege money race opportunities etc i'd never begrudge somebody for being uh, in a more affluent family or having a high salary but maybe be aware that it's uncommon to get a brand new car when you pass your driving test sorry that was long started and i couldn't stop <laughs> it is true like yeah and i do try and like and this is where it becomes tough because being somebody who has had privilege, who got a car mm. the minute that she could drive, who has been, it's hard to talk about because then yeah. it's like, oh, he's parking. Do you yeah. know? And it's like, how do you fucking have an open conversation mm. when there's always going to be somebody who sees that open conversation as like a humble brag or. Yeah. Do you know? Like the more, I suppose if I was to see you just on like, uh, like say for instance because didn't you say your sister got a car a brand new car yeah she did yeah. Um, so like if I rich was, bitch <laughs> if I was to see that just on like the top level without knowing who you are that would like that would have been my um, automatic assumption it's just like oh rich bitch rich family like whatever you know what I mean F- private school whatever but like the more I spend time with you I'm just like not that's just our lives it's just we have different backgrounds and we have different lives and that's that's it like her parents have businesses because you're intelligent Jen so do you know yeah so like you do have to like it, and it is hard again unlearning yeah that's what I mean it's unlearning behaviours it's really it's such a difficult thing to do yeah to try and get out with a mindset that you yeah because you could make and that's what I mean like sometimes on Twitter do you ever notice you can't say a fucking it's like this fucking GP tweet yeah I can't say oh yeah you can't say anything. Yeah, you were talking about someone. your particular GP's reception. But also, I didn't say anything. So I tweeted, being like, why are GP's receptionists so dot, 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 like that? Yeah. I got called classist. I got called like... But I was also like... It, 
I, th- I think what's funny about Twitter is people are just loving to be outraged, aren't they? They're just like, yeah, uh, you know, you're just doing this for clout. I'm like, did you just learn that word? Yeah. Did you? Because you've used it like six times in a row here. And it was it was just such a, there were so many weird interactions. And I was like, I don't actually think like a lot of the people that were trying to, like some guy, God bless him, his name is Kieran. And he like retweeted it being like, why don't you talk about the long hours, the hard, this, the dealing with this that, and the other. Uh, my wife's, sorry, he started being like, my wife's a GP receptionist and she gets, she has to deal with, you know, long hours and people being rude and blah, 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 blah. Why don't you talk about this, that and the other? And I just replied, because I'm not your wife, Kieran. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have that experience, Kieran. I literally said, why are they so like that? And people were like, minimum wage workers. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I didn't say anything about their fucking wage. I just said something about their attitude personally toward me. Yeah. Yeah, so be careful what you tweet, kids. But Twitter is for flippant rants. Like, they're, everybody is for errant thoughts. I was, I was actually just off the phone. I was in a queue for something, just off the phone with my bitchy GP receptionist, mm-hmm. and I tweeted it. I didn't think about, like, class structures in Ireland, mm. minimum wage workers... Not that that would make their attitude any fucking better. But like, if Michael Fry tweeted that, it would oh, be yeah. no, like absolutely. applause. Yeah, literally, bit of us. Oh my God, amazing, Michael, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's not a slide on You're Michael. You're so right. Yeah. No, it's not on Michael, yeah. it's just uh, an example. People in general, yeah. Tony Cantwell, they'd be like, Tony, you're so fucking funny. Oh, like, I mean... Carla, go die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get into the bin. Um, But yeah, so I see, I I just wanted to, I wanted to clap back on that one. Everyone here, hey gals, love you both in the pod, love you. Uh, just wanted to message about the privilege episode. My dad and his four siblings grew up with nothing and this always motivated him to do well in life and make sure his kids, my four siblings and I, had whatever they needed and never find themselves in the tough situations he was in. Leaving school at 13 to work in order to help provide for my nana, a single mum, run off her feet from all types of jobs. My mum, on the other hand, grew up in a gorgeous house, always had whatever she wanted as one of two children with two working parents, one being the owner of a successful building company and the other a doctor secretary. She was maybe even a little spoiled. We now live in a beautiful part of the world in a stunning house which is a perfect home for us and all my dad worked his ass off for day and night since he was a teenager with determination to be well off and comfortable which we thankfully are now I always found it really interesting and I'm grateful to have two parents from both extremes of privilege and really feel like it has to quote Miley given me the best of both worlds yeah yes we have two parents providers and they are so 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 amazing but it's really valuable to me to think that I'm so lucky that my mom was to have all of this and I deserve this privilege, but also winding myself and our siblings in when we take things for granted and going, whoa, dad, actually didn't even think, it didn't even have this and how lucky I am. And it makes you appreciate and respect your parents a lot more to see where they've come from, what they've built and working hard for you. That's not to say I don't respect my mom, but she's, she's also very successful, but puts it into perspective that no matter what privilege you were given or opportunities or education, it's about drive and determination. And really, when you've come from a place of no privilege, I imagine it only drives you more and makes you appreciate what you have a lot more. And I think that outweighs any of this daddy's money bullshit. Yeah. I agree with parts. Yeah. I, I get the whole, like, it doesn't matter what system you're from. If you work really hard, I don't think that's true. Like, oh, there well, like- is unconscious bias against you. There is obstacles that you are going to have to try and overcome no matter... Like if, you know, if somebody from a very underprivileged background was going against somebody from a very privileged background mm-hmm. with connections with everything else like that, you know, who had access to better education, who had access to, you know. Yeah. Well, there's another example that I had from that article and I didn't want to tear the arse out of it was that, um, <laughs> uh, just in a nutshell, it 
it does kind of have a knock-on effect because the example was like your boss is putting out a job advert and he's only looking for applicants who have gone to a specific school. Mm. So, you know, you're getting the people who could afford to go to, say it was Harvard or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're getting the people who could afford to go to Harvard Mm -hmm. um, who had the capacity to be able to, like, study in Harvard Law and like whether they were getting their, their little double jobs or if they were able to do it without having to work or mm-hmm. anything like that but then you're missing out on the broader stream of people that you could have like you could be missing out on the most brilliant person for the job because that's all you're like that's what you're looking for that's all you're really mm-hmm. you know yeah putting your net out for so it's like it's uh, yeah no i i'd like that i'd be the same i agree with paris as well because I don't know. It's just kind of like walk a, walk a mile in my shoes. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you're never going to... And I always think that about... Um, it's the best way with the, the way that the housing thing is. Like both of us are... Well, you're, you've rented now because you just couldn't fucking put up with it anymore. But both of us moved home to save for homes. Mm-hmm. And then you have the likes of me, Hall Martin and like Leo Varadkar talking about like, I oh, know, sure, like that's... That, that solution is grand. That's four hundred and fifty k. That'll fix it. Everyone will have four hundred and fifty grand to buy their first house. It's like no these, money. These change people will never be in that position. Mm-hmm. So like, fuck off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Let's yeah. do house swap, Michal. Come watch Bobby for a week. Yeah. Um, come to me, Mazgaff. Come to me, Mazgaff. <laughs> you know, making it chicken wrapped the night before for me. Don't you for the next day? <laughs> Go into me little receptionist job, right? Yeah. I'll run the country for a week. No bother. Right, I might feel a bit more sorry for you when I see how much pressure you're under, but then you'll see how shit I have it living in my fucking mansion. Yeah, yeah. As you put the timer on the immersion, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake, do you know? Oh, oh stop! Uh, big boo privilege, being a yeah, big, big titty privilege. privilege is a thing, especially for getting into clubs. Yeah, they come. They do. Sometimes they can come in handy. Yeah. Um, great for catching popcorn. Oh yeah! Great for holding drinks. Do you know what I thought we should do on Patreon? What? The bill poll test. Let's see how heavy we can go with careless tits. Oh! <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure I could hold like a makeup brush and like a pencil. Yeah. Or, you know, I'd like to see how far I can go, but you could definitely go for it. Yeah. There's a few of them boxes there. Few boxes there. We can actually stack them all there. I'd have to just get rid of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's we'll let's too. see what we we could. Let's see what we come up with. Yeah. What we get back with. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I have one here. My fiance and I went to private school, and yes, we were privileged, but we worked our asses off to get where we are now. And I think sometimes that's forgotten too. Well, see, that's the thing as well. Like it, it at the top of the episode, we were saying like privilege doesn't mean that you didn't have a heart in other ways. Just mm-hmm. you need to acknowledge in, acknowledge it in that kind of circumstance. Yeah. yeah. And I think you know if you're a lot of people do or are trying to as well. Mm-hmm. But I think it's recognising it in conversation. Um, Regarding the privilege topic, I work with a guy whose family are wealthy and run a well-known Irish company. He was looking at mortgages one day and I actually couldn't believe how much a mortgage costs the average Joe Soap in interest and the total amount you pay back to the banks. I have a good job myself, but like 95% of the people out there needed to apply for a mortgage to buy my house. When the guy I work with said that I just thought your privilege is showing, mate... Sorry, when the guy I work with said that, I just thought your privilege is showing, mate, because he's able to get an interest-free loan from Mammy and Daddy to buy a house in town at an extortionate price and pay it back as slowly as he wants, while the rest of us are scrimping and scrapping money together for a deposit. To be honest, though, I'd rather be in my shoes. I have a much more rounded, realistic view of the world that isn't coloured by the silver spoon in my mouth. Hmm. Thoughts? 
I mean, I wouldn't mind being in his position. If you can. If you can. If you can. No, that's what I mean. I'm like, if you can, great, but... It's the attitude. It depends on the type of person that you are at the, like, when you're in that position. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so circumstantial and it's so different for every single different person. That's what I mean. It's like, like, if you take advantage or if you're a lazy fuck because you are privileged, then then I'm like, I, you lose your credibility. But it's know? also like, do you ever see them articles every single one? It was like, I was actually able to buy a townhouse in Ballsbridge at 28. Yeah. And then the article's like, I got a 350 grand loan from my parents, but the other, I worked really hard and I saved for one whole summer. Yeah. My boyfriend is also a CEO yeah. of the bank. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, th- this is where it comes into it. I'm like, if you're in a position like that, say no to doing a fucking article. Yeah. Because that's not realistic. It's not. No. Every single one of those articles, you see it on Twitter the whole time, is that Bart Simpson meme where it's like, say it, say it, say it. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you're like skimming the article, you're like, where is it? Where's the catch? And it's like, my parents gave me, and you're like, ah, oh, there you go. Yeah. Or it's like, I was due inheritance. Hey, I got compensation. Whoa. Do, do an article if it's something that everybody is capable yeah. of. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, I think privilege is anyone who's given a handout from family when they they need it for a house, a wedding, etc. I was born in 83. Anyone who travelled far and before 2000 was privileged. Because uh, we holidayed in Ireland, and if you own a big house or animals, horses, etc., or any land, if you own your own business, it's more so. It depends again, it's circumstantial. If you inherited that sort of stuff, you're privileged. If you earned that, you're fortunate. Mm. You know, you know, I'm unfortunate, you know, mm-hmm. you're just fortunate. Mm-hmm. There's a difference, mm-hmm. and it's not like privilege isn't around. Like there's such more, much more important <laughs> topics to be talked about when it comes to privilege. It's yeah. not just money. Yeah, it's not just quid. No. Yeah, definitely. Um, I come from a disadvantaged area. My family's always been very much working class, but I remember being quite young and having a friend whose family were a little bit better off than mine. Not the major, kids went to private school, but honestly, they probably couldn't even afford that. And I was in a situation where I was in a group with this girl and her friends from school. I was probably only 12 if even, and this group of four or five girls wouldn't speak to me after hearing where I'm from at what secondary school I was in at the time. Very disheartening at that age, but luckily I never cared what people thought. So I simply left the group and went to watch football with my dad. Horrible to think that a group of kids were clearly being fed so much shite at home that they wouldn't even mm. give me a second look purely because I went to a community school. People's faces have always changed when I mention where I'm from. I honestly just used to... I'm honestly just used to it at this stage. That that doesn't make it right, though. Mm. So, I get it. Yeah. Because I've... I've I've acknowledged it and witnessed it on the other side. Yeah. So I've seen it from, you know, me mentioning where do you live and I'm like Castle Knock. Yeah. And it's like people's it's like, Yeah. And it's like I've done a few <laughs> Yeah, I know. I know, Jenny. No, but in a messing context. Like, You've done it all. <laughs> but um I remember when I was my mum told me this when I was younger and I kind of briefly remember it, but she was like, I remember just being like, That's such a random thing that we were I was I must have been really on like four or five, five or six maybe and we were playing by the pool and we were all in oh my god like the canaries or something mm. like that and we we're on a family holiday and uh these kids that I was playing with were like oh and I think the mum was like oh what's your name I was like Carla and I was like where are you from and I said like, Castle Knock and she was like oh fuck off the man and I remember and she was like oh very posh I'm very rich are you yeah money bags and I remember being like, Mum, what did she mean? Yeah. And I went over and I said it to my mum. My mum was like, what the fuck? <laughs> my mum was like, I'm sorry, what the fuck? Yeah. Like to a kid, you don't like, not, like you don't. 
Yeah, so I wasn't like I didn't get like when I was three handed my dinner and was like, "No, you're very lucky you're from Castlenock." You don't grow up with that stuff. Do you know what I mean? You weren't three going out fucking earning a living to buy a yeah, living castle. Like you fucking came from. Do you know what I mean? That's But it's it's gas in that kind of way because I totally understand where she's coming from because people are like that. It's like this yeah. thing in their brain. When I say, and I always say, because I am originally from Fingless and I would mm-hmm. say, it, it depends on me. You know, if people say like, mm-hmm. oh, where did you grow up or where you're from or whatever. Like it's it's blunt or it's, it's Fingless. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like, and usually it's only a mess in context. Just like, oh, watch your pockets, watch your pockets. You know, this sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I think it's fairly obvious by my accent that I'm not from, that I'm from like, just a regular, like a north side part of Dublin. Mm-hmm. Do you know? Um, but then I, I... But I wouldn't, I don't think that I miss out on opportunities because of it. Because, and I suppose, I probably am a bit more aware of it in that, like somebody would say to me, or somebody wouldn't ask me for a good while. I get let them get to know me before they'd even ask me where I'm from. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like get to know me before you like make a judgment on the fact that I'm from, a, like a, a place where there are council houses. Do you know? What then I, mean? I do think I was in conversation with somebody before, and I was saying we were talking about where I'm from, and I was like, you know, Castlemock, and they were like, that's basically like the Fox Rock of the North Side. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's not actually. It's just like Castlemock, the one area that it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's no. It, like, like get me? I'm like, yeah. or it could just be a different area. Yeah. It could just be it in it, it in itself. Yeah, you know, it's not does not you know. It, I know, but it's like when somebody says, "Oh, the south side, James is very." Yeah, Tal- I'm like, Tal is on the south side. Um, Tal is a like, Tal is a good area. Like, Fermit's on the south side. Yeah, exactly. These you know? quote unquote places that are yeah, like disadvantaged like, places, Crumlin, disadvantaged, like yeah. Historically disadvantaged, all those other things. Yeah, it's just it's a blanket kind of statement, (laughs) and it does kind of get to know somebody before you ask them where they're from. That's that's my fucking advice. That's your. That's my fucking takeaway from this. Um, when being young, you think it's about money, etc., but it's all about healthy, happy, and being secure. Absolutely agree. Privilege, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel privileged that my parents are still together. Yeah. Do you know I don't have that. You know? <laughs> In your face! Rick Fish! Fuck you! <laughs> oh, but, like, that is a privilege that, like, is out of my control. My mum and dad are still together. They're very happy, very mm-hmm. secure. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, I didn't have foreign holidays growing up or, like, didn't go to private school, but, like, delighted with our relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, there, that's what you find. Have there the you security go. of that, so. Yeah, there you go. Um... Maybe a different angle. Oh, I like this. On privilege. When we were younger and had like a day off school, etc. My mum would take me and my sister up to Cork shopping and we'd have our lunch out, etc. My mum always went on and on about how lucky we were that dad did never ring, asking why we weren't home yet or question how much money we'd spent. We were a single income household. Not like we ever went mad or anything, but now that I'm older, I really understand how privileged we were. It set a great foundation for me knowing what I wanted from a relationship and not tolerating anyone who wouldn't allow me my freedom. Ah. Yeah. It's a nice way of looking at it. I know. Yeah. That is nice. That's just completely following on from like me saying I'm delighted my mum and dad are together. But that's a, it's a nice way of looking at a single and it's parent upbringing. Like. I remember one of the... I remember my mum used to always say anytime that I'd be oh, like, will you come home from work or anything like that? She'd be like, I'm working hard to keep you accustomed or keep you in the lifestyle that you are now accustomed to. And yeah. I was like, I don't get it. You know, when you're yeah. younger, you're like, I don't understand what this means. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't get it. But now I get it. Do you know? Yeah. yeah, you always do. And that's one of the things when you're like, 
Apparently, now I haven't had that much experience. My child can barely fucking talk. Mm-hmm. But like you know, when he goes mad at me about stuff, I'm just like, he'll know when he's older. He'll understand yeah. when he's older. You're you know, like, if mommy is working very hard in this podcast, no, just keep you and that, that baby like, grow. <laughs> I'm. I don't want you to have cholesterol when you're five. That's why you're not mm-hmm. getting the chocolate buttons. Okay. <laughs> he'll understand when he's older. He's old, he'll understand when he's older. He'll get it. He'll get it. Yeah. Um. GAA lads getting away with everything in school. The rest of us would have been. Ex- spells uh, and I've also been told that I'm posh for shopping in Duns is this a thing? No Duns has gotten pricey but now they do the 10 year offer it's not too bad it's brought them back down is she talking about, oh yeah I shop in Duns yeah you do yeah you do oh Duns is such a fucking gap. oh no I love Duns no I hate I it so much I hate like oh I hate Duns no Tesco's not my bag. I hate Tesco. Yeah. Super Quinn. Super Quinn. Well, it's now Super Value Super and Value. I still reject that idea. Super Quinn was the best of both worlds. See, what happened was, right? Super Value and Aldi, those are my those are my top two. Super Value used to be um, up in Hartstown, we local, and then it turned into a Eurospar, and the Eurospar is absolutely shit. I hate Spar. It's any kind of Spar thing. They just haven't done it up. And it was better when it was Super Value. But now every time I see Super Value in Blanche Village, it reminds me of, like, the shit Super Value that is your Osprey now. See, I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's, I can't do Because Super Value was shit. Yeah. And was always shit. And it always reminded me of Kilkenny for some reason because I did a promotional gig when I was younger. I remember driving down to Kilkenny and doing a gig yeah. down there. It was but then Super Queen took it over. But, no, Super Value took over Super Queen. Yeah, and Super Quinn was the dream and I loved Super Quinn because me and Ray used to go on. it reminds me of like uh, me and him getting the shopping in on a Saturday friends. when I was growing up with if the you, sausages if you need a fucking birthday cake Super Value and Blanche Village oh my god it has fucking it hell that's it all that's it all Jen oh the bakery oh it's the fabulous. option oh, Jen's fabulous it's Fabul- a fabulous place it fabulous. it's great yeah. um, I think the whole privilege thing is just another way of pedestaling people judging people and shaming people for having or not having Every human has issues, every human has some kind of some things and not other things. Privilege and the likes only exist because of the fake system that is money. It's people controlling the earth, the, the rhetoric, the education and the internet that make these divides to have power and put people up against another. This earth has enough riches for everybody to be privileged, but for the people that deny it to the vast majority are untouched, untarnished, sipping their wine on their private islands, watching people pull each other apart for nothing. If any of us had privilege, there would be no war, no sickness, no class systems, no race wars, no nothing. Conquer and divide, it's all an illusion. Oh, she is woke. She is awake. She's awake. She's not a sleepwalker. She's not a- no, she's not a sleepwalker. No, she's not a sleepwalker. No. Um, oh, no, I completely agree. A lot to unpack there. <laughs> but I mean, it is true. Like, there's enough money in the world for everybody to be wealthy. And it's just the, the significant few and then everybody else fights to have that kind of lifestyle. And it's just a fucking... Like, I think it's powerful. Joke. I think it's very generalised. But I think it mm. is... There's a, there's Oh, there's a lot of truth to it. Yeah. Just tidbits, if you will. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, if you just have to look at mm-hmm. different fucking areas and different class systems to, like, mm-hmm. and then the amount of wealth behind them, just to understand it. Like, you know, yeah. it's very, very obvious. Um, I have a two more here. Xmas, Santa presents, and what some kids got. I feel even worse for parents now. Oh, God. It's fucking social media. Yeah. It's gone for, it's gone for mantle. Yeah. But now, Jen, I'm... Some of the stuff that I see kids get, I'm like, ah, come on. Yeah. And then I start to be like, I just, 
I feel bad for... Well, do you know what? There's a lot of things to blame. I mean, obviously, like, you still have your board games and you still have your dolls and you still have your, like, your wooden toys and stuff like that. But as the kind of, like, lifestyle progresses, it's all turning into technology and it's just fucking expensive. Yeah. Yeah. It's just money making. You know what I mean? So, yeah, kind of have no choice. Like, you can get your choice. Still get your child a pair of rollerblades, Mm -hmm. a little pram and all that. Are you still going to want the iPad more than likely? Very you true. Bill? Yeah, just get a fucking refer- refurbished one. Yeah, as I to say, get refurbished. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. cut corners where you can. Yeah. They don't give a shit. Absolutely. Yeah. They will have no clue. Yeah. If your neighbour is going to get their child mm. a brand new iPad, ask them for the box. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There you go, yeah. Anybody getting anyone? Great. Yeah. Can I grab the box? Lovely. I'll grab the box off you. Thanks, And I'm going to get a refurb. Yeah, there you go. Good idea. Great idea, Jen. I'm fucking telling you. Your Honour. You know? She's already thinking of the future. Oh, yeah. I know. I've, yeah, I've planned the next five persons. Mm. <laughs> uh, and then I have the last one here in the box. One girl in the house had underground heating and went to holiday on Spain. Okay. So, went on holiday to Spain. Sorry, I mixed that up. So, one girl in the house. Yeah, she had, you know, underfloor heating. Yeah. Do you remember that when your Did any of your mates have underfloor? And it was like, oh, Richie. <laughs> Richie Rich. My old boss had it. And you're like, it's a dream of mine. I don't, I don't like it. I'm a very warm person. It's not something that speaks to me. No, but the whole point of it is that your room is always the same temperature. I just, it's not too hot. There's no like piping hot rads. I would rather aircon. Genuinely. Yeah. Oh yeah. This fella has aircon though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he bought the land in the recession. Oh fucking had it nailed. Oh did he? Built his own house. Aircon under floor. He (sighs) did a room. Well. Yeah. That is, I don't have that. Very enviable. Very enviable. Love this podcast, can't wait to hear the episode. I only discovered that other people were privileged when I started secondary school. I grew up in Finglas, happy childhood, thought my life was the same as everybody else's. Then I went to a secondary school in Glasnevin and I was in a class of very privileged people. It was only then that I learned that other people had very negative views about where I was from and that it was classed as an area of disadvantage and that I was actually poor. Ah, stop the fucking, the age-old war of Glasnevin and Finglas. Mm-hmm. Like, I was working in first year to pay for my lunches and bus fare, and these girls were being sent to private grinds. I became so aware of social class and that I had to work twice as hard because of my circumstances. But also, now I work in early intervention and prevention, and I realised that I was privileged to have the happy childhood given to me in Finglas after learning about some of my school friend's circumstances at that time. Everybody has a privilege in some way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's what we were saying. But that's the thing. That's that age-old thing. That's like your woman going over to you at the pool and calling you a snob because you were from Castle Knock. Yeah. It's the same. <laughs> I'm with five. It's the same. Like, you tell somebody... Like, if you were in a conversation and you were talking about somebody who was glass Nevin and you were referred to it as fingless, mm. they would fucking slice you open. Mm. Like, they can't. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. So, like, it's, it's, like it's a big thing. It's, it's, I don't know what it is. You're like the old glass Nevin. Uh, the old glass Nevin fingless rivalry, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that's all the fucking same to me. <laughs> would you ever say that you're from glass Nevin? Absolutely not. No, but I wasn't. But there's like fingless east. There is a bit of snobbery. It's mm-hmm. like, thing, there's no fingless north. There's not way. And there's like, not road and stuff like that. But there's mostly fingless west and fingless south. Mm. Then there's fingless east, which is a different fucking ball game. If somebody's from fingless east, they say they're from fingless we- east. If you're from the west or the south, you just say you're from fingless <laughs> <laughs> And then there's somebody who say, what part you got west? Do you know? 
Mm. But if somebody's from Fingless East, they say Fingless East. See, I've it's funny because there's like it's it's not the same, but it's a lot of people like so. People are very protective about what Castle Knock is. Yeah, it's not Carpenter's Town. It's not Carpenter's Town. It's not Luttrell's Town. It's not Dizzle's Town. It's not like some of the even some of the ads that I see go up. I'm like. Man, that's St. Margaret's. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, we're we're really pushing the boundary. But that was only again. That was only a thing. Taxi drivers used to say that to me a lot. Did they? Are you actually from Castlemark? And I'd be like, yes. Yeah. And then I'd say where, and they'd be like, oh right, sorry, we just, you know, it's a lot. It's a bigger drive, and I'd be like, yeah, it is. It's a fucking fifteen minute drive sometimes from here to Carpenter's Town. But then you have that. It's not Lara Lodge either. And there's like this is people get very yeah protective over their little did you yeah bracket Mm -hmm. so. I've had it in the other way. Yeah. <laughs> in that kind of way where people are like, are you from actual Castlenock? I'm like, yeah, what? Okay, we're having, okay, cool. Yeah. We're having this combo. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, people are protective over where. Yeah, they are. Um, someone said, looking back, I'm 30. I would say I had a blessed or privileged life. We had four kids in my family. We never wanted for anything. But in saying that, it goes both ways. My dad owned a bar uh, in a small town and I was bullied by nearly every kid because of the colour of the bar it was a bright colour I worked from the age of 11 helping my mum clean the bar and then I moved on to a lounge girl the day before I was 16 my mum put my CV into Dunn's moral of the story I've worked my entire life however my life was made hell in school by certain guys who would ask for money every day because I was quote unquote rich oh my god as a kid and I knew nothing about that. I just thought it was an honest way of, or a normal way of living, if I'm honest. And I always worked. And if I had sleepovers with friends, I would have to ask if I could take off work. If I think now, I think, holy fuck, we lived a very privileged life. But we were brought up very well in terms of all of us working young, knowing the meaning of money. Also, with privilege comes a lot of issues and a lot of ge- greed. I can say from experience, most of my extended family doesn't talk because they are greedy fucks and constantly feel like they deserve money for no reason. There's definitely pros and cons. Yeah, I often hear that money, like families with money, they don't get along. No. Especially when it comes to uh, families with land. Oh. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's a big thing. Like yeah. country, well, not, not even country, like even me, I know of a family and the, the grandparents, everything was in his name and he died and literally brothers and sisters stopped talking because it was all about who was getting the the road frontage and all this fucking Mm. oh stop greedy fucks I know you know yeah it's difficult it's so difficult to navigate have you got an unpopular opinion of the week yes I do So I think this one fits in quite well because I have three written down but I'm going to go with this one. Alright. Yeah. Really, really annoys me when I see branded bottles on restaurant tables. Like a, a Heinz ketchup bottle. Oh, it drives yeah. me up. Th- I don't know why. I'm just like, you lazy. Put it in a glass bottle. Put it in a glass. You're in it. Seriously. Mm. Like I can see the 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 condensation drip on the le- do you know I'm I hate it so much yeah like Bunsen are number one offenders for it do they they probably have to they don't legally have to show the expiry and stuff like that do they no. is there a reason behind it I wonder because they safety food say- no it's not it's just because they're lazy fuckers they're like we're cool and hip well not hipstery but you know what I mean they're like we're cool and like you know you, you can only get two types of burgers here and you can only yeah. get two types of chips here and you know you're 
you can only get one mustard and it's whatever and you can only get one mayo and it's Thelmins yeah. and you can only get one um, oh, yeah, thing I and it's Heinz. I hate it. Yeah. I get you. Just put it into a fucking glass bottle. Make me feel like I don't know where this is from. I don't know where this ketchup is from. Yeah. This could be an exotic ketchup and I wouldn't know. Maybe I wonder is it because um, like do other restaurants use generic ones or do they just go to they go to the effort of putting it in? I think they get generic ones from like Musgraves or whatever. Right, okay. But I just I can't with the Oh yeah. Just fill up your own little like just put a fucking two seconds of of any kind of what was I supposed to say want or need no like just put any bit of effort into it yeah yeah I would agree yeah. Um. also what I will say mm-hmm. just a little add on to that mm-hmm. Heinz sachets do not taste the same as Heinz 57 I don't have an opinion I will keep sachets from KFC really? of ketchup because it's, it's different sweeter than our dwell so why don't you start why don't do you know what you need mm. the super value own brand ketchup is the most elite ketchup I've ever tasted oh. and I was I was a Heinz girl okay yeah it's elite honestly I'm 57 is not nice I'm sorry it's not it's what I'm throwing that unpopular opinion right we got a stomper of the week yeah Carla's stomper of the week so this week um is a song by an act called Prima Okay. And the song's called Anywhere. Right. And it's very like, we wouldn't say Tropical House because it's not that. Right. But it's very groovy. Okay. It was actually used in a um, Pretty Little Thing ad. Right. You know the way they always have them bops? They usually have a good bop. They have a good bop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whoever does music for them, well done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. What? I cannot wait for Love Violence. Fucking... Um, playlist oh my god the playlist. Yeah. the playlist is going to be they hot shit such yeah. good songs yeah absolutely mm-hmm. uh, absolutely so yeah so that's my stomper of the week I'm adding it right now to the Perfect. stomper of the week playlist great well I will put that in the description mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the podcast if you're on a device and that you have screen on uh, thanks so much for um, for Listen. listening yeah for just being here for just being here tolerating just us for an hour and 23 minutes mm-hmm. uh, again we're on Patreon if you just can't get enough yeah. <laughs> uh, the description uh, that'll be in the description as well um, let us know your thoughts if you have any afterthoughts on this episode DM us on the Instagram which will also be linked below mm-hmm. and we hope you enjoyed thanks so much for listening we'll chat to you next week bye, bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.